Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And we are excited to have you back on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast today. We're going to talk about something that has been slowly creeping up and starting to dominate our practice websites. Yeah, so in 2016, the inevitable happened and mobile overtook desktop as the primary device used to access websites. I know for me, um, I would say probably 70% of the time or so I'm looking on my phone rather than a desktop. What about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm, um, I'll use my phone all throughout the day and depending on if it's an easy action, I will use my phone to complete it. And if it's something more intensive, like I want to make airline tickets, um, reservations or something like that, then I'll grab my laptop. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. I, I guess I do that too. Um, and actually, so a lot of sites are saying that as much as 85% of traffic is coming from mobile. And that doesn't really come as a huge surprise because going back a couple of years, um, Google was reporting that more searches were conducted on mobile than any other device category. And we've seen that in our own websites working with clients. No, absolutely. And I would I would even go further. I'd be curious, uh, maybe Google will release data in the near future on the age of individuals that are starting to use mobile. You know, my mother actually moved in with me about a year ago and I noticed while she has a computer, she never really pulls it out unless she needs to print something. Um, But what she'll do is she'll use her iPhone 7 Plus um, and she will buy everything on a daily basis. She will go (laughs) shopping on Amazon. She will go grocery shopping. She will pay her bills and she does it all through her cell phone at this point. So I'd be curious to see at what point does it um, become more mainstream for the older decision maker, which are really for a lot of our healthcare practices are the type of decision maker that we're going after because all these changes in how people are accessing your website, it applies to healthcare as well. You know, kind of put an asterisk next to that because depending on your subspecialty, your location, you know, in your patient base, your numbers may be closer to 50-50. Corey and I have a lot of practices that we work with and just kind of depending on the subspecialty, we will see a difference in how many folks are accessing mobile. But you can bet within the next five or 10 years or maybe even two years, mobile traffic is going to be a main driver to your practice website. Yeah. So with all that said, we wanted to take a few minutes and discuss how to optimize your practice site and provide a real competitive advantage for you compared to a competitor down the street. So with any website, the goal is to kind of go the extra distance and create something that's you know fully featured, easy to use, and it drives uh, patient conversions. And the same is true on mobile. So to use mobile optimization to develop kind of a um, advantage over the competition, we've outlined a couple of things that we think are really important and will kind of give you the leg up. So we'll jump into those. And um, don't worry if you have any questions on anything, we're always available on Twitter at Dr. Marketing Tips. And we're going to take a bunch of uh, show notes and uh, provide those for you in, in the links and kind of every resource that you need here. 
Excellent. So the first tip that we want to stress is um, understanding how your website is seen to the user right now. So, um, you know, we talk about it all the time. We have before at Dr. Marketing Tips, but responsive design. And this is where the website changes and the elements within your website change depending on the size of the screen that you're looking at. Literally right before Corey and I came in here to record this Dr. Marketing Tips podcast episode, we were sitting down with one of our folks on our team looking at a client website and we were, at least I was making comments to the, to the fact that there's different sizes of images on pages. So we're going in and doing a cleanup and trying to get some um, consistency and image size um, on blog posts. And Corey was very quick to say, yeah, you know, I think we did this. What did you say? You said, I think we did this because we were trying to make the, the text wrap around it so it looked right at the time. Right. And I was like, yeah, well, that's that's great for our computers. But just like what we're talking about right now with responsive design, it is all about how it looks on your mobile-friendly device or your tablet or, you know, my regular iPhone 6 versus my mother's iPhone 7 Plus. You know, it's your website's going to look different for everybody there. So a few years ago, before there was um, responsive design and became kind of Google's, you know, mainstay preferred meth- method for delivering content on mobile devices, a lot of companies were doing, you know, you'd have your regular website for your practice and then you'd have a mobile-friendly website. Website. And we actually have a client that we're working with right now trying to convince them that now is the time to update their website because they are still of the mindset that uh, having a mobile-friendly site is going to give yield them the same results as having a responsive design site. And we'll tell you that having a mobile-friendly and a responsive site or having a mobile-friendly site and you know a desktop site is going to cost you twice as much money because you're going to have to go out there and maintain them both. So responsive website design is Google's recommended way to tackle mobile-friendly sites so you can get rid of that mobile-friendly site altogether. And it's this approach that you should take unless you have, you know, unless you're just having this this crazy feeling that you want to pay double money. (laughs) And do double the work. Yeah, and double the work. That's true, too. Yeah. And so, and speaking to the client that we work with, that's actually one of the reasons why they still have it is they were recommended to have a mobile-only site, so they're kind of apprehensive about getting rid of it because they just paid for this other site. Yeah, so. and just like all websites, you know, for whatever reason, it, it became such a headache for the client, and we've really suggested that we start, you know, using a content-first approach to the practice website and putting more and more content on their site, and then when we went in there to go ahead and start building the blog and start building it out, we figured out they, you know, they've got two websites, and they're built in some crazy back-end <laughs> that we didn't even know what it was, so go with a responsive site, and um, it'll, it'll make a lot less headaches. Corey, what if somebody wants to check to see if their website is mobile friendly is there something they can do absolutely um there's actually a couple different things you can do one of the easiest things is actually just pull out your phone and go to your website and if it looks the exact same as it does on a desktop and you have to kind of like pinch to zoom to see things then it's not responsive it's not mobile friendly and that's what people are seeing when they go to your site and they're trying to view it on a tablet or a phone or whatever and it doesn't really make for a good experience um there's also a tool from Google that we'll link in the show notes that will tell you it'll actually um, like run a, a, a full optimization of your site and give you an analysis and say you know you're mobile friendly in A, B, and C areas but not in X, Y, and Z. Totally free, really easy to use. You just put in your URL and hit a button. 
Yeah, I recommend if you do anything at all today, take a look at your website and your cell phone and pop your URL into this um, mobile-friendly check. Yeah, definitely. And then depending on what that answer is, if you want to really um, kind of dive into the responsive design, it, it's been around for a while. So odds are if you have a website that's been built within the past, I don't know, two or three years, you probably have a um, responsive site, but it may not be optimized for usability, meaning that it's just your desktop site that's kind of dialed back for mobile and maybe some key elements aren't really considered for users. So our tip for you is to put yourself in the shoes of a patient and think about what they need um, and what they need most when they're on a mobile device and, and visiting your site. And then you want to make sure that it's easy to use, it looks good, it's intuitive, because if it's confusing in any way, shape, or form, people are just not going to do it. Yeah, and things like, you know, page speed, because we don't have any patients anymore, and so you want to make sure that <laughs> things are that are shut, um, showing up as quick as they, they can, because, you know... We know how it is. Our patients don't have attention spans, and they're worried about data caps, you know, on their on their with their providers. And so, your site needs to come up within seconds, if not faster than that. And if it doesn't come up, it's like a double whammy. Users may not wait around long enough for it to even populate. And on top of it, if your site loads slow, um, Google is going to penalize you. Because if you remember, Google wants to deliver the best experience to users, and if they find your site through Google, then um, it. They're technically users for Google, so Google's going to penalize you if you're not taking care of your site and it looks all clean and pretty and it operates well. Exactly. And, and there's actually a page speed test um, that we will also link to in the show notes, but essentially it'll give you like a rank score out of 100. So you'll probably see something, uh, most websites kind of fall between like 40 and 70 out of 100, which you know, if you have like a 43 or something, don't freak out because that's, that's really not that bad. But um, you know, there are ways to optimize. Um, depending on what your website is built in, this is really easy to do if it's, um, again, a WordPress platform for your for your uh, content management system. If none of that sounds familiar to you, then you probably don't have a WordPress So this is the site. second thing you need to worry about today. One, you need to put your URL into yeah. the Google um, mobile test. And the second is you need to check the show notes for a couple of things that you need to ask the company that manages your website and make sure that they're doing this for you. Yeah, so there's four things that you can ask your web company just to double check that they're doing. And one of those is um, you want to make sure that you have compression enabled. And basically that just means that you're you're shrinking images so that they load quickly. Um, you want to optimize these images. And what that means is, again, that they're the right size, but also that they are titled correctly because that helps with SEO. You want to do what's called minifying CSS, and that's your style sheet. So essentially saying that we want the most popular and um, most common elements to show up first because it's easier on the browsers if the background's going to be the same, that kind of thing. The web company will know what all of this means. And also make sure that they are leveraging uh, browser caching. Again, just trying to get that speed to the, to the highest point that it can get. So if you do not do those things then you'll be penalized quite a bit so just make sure that when you reach out to your web company you write them an email and you say i want to make sure and double check we are enabling compression optimizing images minifying css and leveraging browser caching absolutely and those are those are great tips and these are walk away things that you can do today to make sure that your website is optimized the best it can be um, you know, a couple years ago, all that really mattered was when you, you know, you had your practice and you kind of checked it off your list. Yes, we have a website. Yes, we have a responsive website. Yes, we had a mobile website, you know, but 
that was you know, a couple of years ago, you had to have a nice website and it had to work properly. Now it's more about user experience. And so you really want to think about how your website interacts with your user because that's what Google is really looking at. So you want, really want to be thinking about from a user experience standpoint, you know, how your website operates from a tablet or a mobile phone. And, um, you know, for, for a practice like yours, that probably boils down to just a few things. You know, your users are probably using their phone to get directions for their appointment, to look up a physician bio or to schedule an appointment or get a phone number. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to make sure that those things are as easy to do as One-handed with yeah. a thumb. Right, exactly. So um, you want to look at your site, and really the best way to do this is just pull out your phone and see if you can find that stuff because odds are you know, you don't visit your website every single day. Um, but if you... Or, or give it to you know a significant other or a friend and, and see if they can actually find these things and... Um, get to what they're looking for. So you want to look at how quickly can somebody get to the office locations? You know, is it is it buried like four pages deep? Is there a lot of um, what I like to call thumb gymnastics to get to the schedule and appointment button? You know, if it's really small and up in a corner somewhere and you're thinking... Do you thinking, even have a schedule appointment Yeah, do you button? even have one of those <laughs> buttons? Um, is it easy to fill out a form? So if I'm trying to fill out a form on my phone, which is not ideal, but some people do, you know, do I have to my pinch and zoom and click? And yeah. So if none of that stuff is, is readily available, then you might want to rethink how your page is, is being displayed and how people are interacting with you it. Know, another area that often gets overlooked, and I know that we're guilty of it too, is maybe not so much me because as I get a little older and it becomes more difficult to read, um, is the font size on the phone. Yeah. And is the font not only big enough, is it dark enough to where somebody who is getting a little bit older, you know, if they hit 40 and their eyesight's starting to, you know, where they're getting their reading glasses out, can they read it? And is it dark enough against the right kind of contrast that they can actually see what they're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you look at your site and it has some sort of like weirdly colored background, like if it's black or like teal and then you have the text over that, maybe consider lightening that up. So, I mean, a lot of the websites that we build, for the most part, they're white backgrounds with black text. White background, black text. For a while, we got into this like lighter gray like or dark charcoal gray text and it, it, it kept feeling like it was getting lighter. And we went to a big search conference and the, a woman came out and said, you know, there's all these studies out there that talk about the contrast between a white background and dark gray versus black versus some other color. And so more and more we're sticking with white and like a black text or charcoal. Yeah. And mobile users, I mean, they're typically goal oriented. Like if you think about when you're doing something on a phone, you kind of like you want to get in there, find what you're looking for and get out. So the job of your practices website is to make sure that that's as easy as possible to do. And if it's hard to get in and get out, then your site isn't doing a really good job. Absolutely. No, I think that makes perfect sense. So let's recap. We know that mobile optimization is about responsive design, page speed, and user experience. So do you have any other tips to consider um, when somebody's you know getting ready to take the plunge and design for mobile? Yeah, I've got a, a couple of bullet points I just wanted to hit on that I think um, people can walk away with when they're thinking about doing a design or redesign for their practice website. Um, you want to make sure that you keep the calls to action front and center. So again, people want to get in and get out. So you want these calls to action such as schedule an appointment or make a phone call, whatever it may, may be, to be as simple as possible. You want to keep menus short and sweet. You don't want these like cascading deep menus if you can hide those. 
Um, make it easy to get back to the home page because that's one thing I think a lot of people forget is um, if you're not super tech savvy, like if I wind up, you know, three pages in, how do I get back to the to front page? Do I have to swipe back? Not is there everybody a big understands. Home? You can just click the logo. But click the logo, just right? Don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't, don't let your I would say don't let your promotions steal the show. Yeah, you know, don't because. It's sometimes you'll get something that's going on, and you're like, "Oh, we got to put it on the front page. We got to put it on the front page." And then all of a sudden, is it a practice website, or is it because you have talk coming up? Right, and not everything deserves that giant spot on the front Thank page. You. Not everything is changing the world, so it's something to remember. I would say it's something very helpful, and if you don't have it, you need to get it. Is to consider a click to call button, so it's super easy when somebody goes to your website on their phone to actually click on the phone number and it dials the number definitely and and i just can't stand when i have to go to a website and pinch and zoom around i just want to be able to see it scroll up and down get to what i need to and get out of there so if you have to pinch and zoom just you know try and avoid that at whatever cost no that makes perfect sense what about site search um i think search is something that a lot of people it's just kind of they don't even really think about it but again if you're a mobile user maybe you're on the website and you just need to quickly search for a term for instance so you want to make sure that it's easy to like find that little magnifying glass maybe have a search box that's always visible at the top of the the page um ensure that the search results are relevant so if someone actually puts something in it doesn't just pop back your latest 10 blog posts that have nothing to do with the thing that they were searching for and if possible, you want to guide people to better search results or anything that they may be interested in. So um, an example of that is, um, let's say, like you're an orthodontist and um, somebody clicks on how long will I have braces for. So you have this awesome blog post and video about that. Well, on the bottom, you should have a couple of related posts that are also common questions people have before they actually get the braces. Because odds are, if they're interested in the one thing they search for, they're probably going to be interested in that stuff too. Like things like how much do braces cost? How long will I have to wear them? All of that. Right. So another thing I wanted to talk about was form entry. Again, this isn't ideal for mobile, but a lot of people are doing it. And I think as, as we see the trends kind of shift and more and more people using their mobile devices kind of for everything, you're going to see a lot more people actually filling out forms on their phones. So make sure that you can streamline that form entry. In other words, it's easy to do. Um, choose the simplest input method possible for each thing so you know if you have a if you can use a drop down or a a check button consider doing that rather than having to type in every single thing because that's just so annoying um and if you're gonna do any sort of request an appointment or schedule an appointment form you want to make sure that you provide some sort of a visual calendar so you can select those dates yeah and i would say when forms when we're talking about forms you know Optimizing for mobile doesn't mean uploading your latest PDF version that somebody has to fill out. Right. You need to use some sort of plug-in on your responsive website where you can actually collect the data yourself, and then it kind of transfers over so that we can um, kind of transfers over so that we have the data to move forward with. So, so that's pretty much that's our recap. You know, we want to focus really on the home page and your site navigation. You want to dive into and make sure you're taking a look at site search. Um, a lot of things you can learn from site search too. That's a whole different podcast episode. But when you start, um, you know, chronically into what people are searching for on your website, you can start developing some custom marketing programs for folks out there. And then you want to start paying attention to the um, to the methods that you collect data on the site and how people are filling out forms and using forms, um, whether it's to request an appointment or to prep for their first appointment. You want to make sure it's super easy for someone like my mother, who's about 60 and um, she uses her cell phone for everything. Yeah, make sure that um, you've got the responsive design going on 
your page speed is is good. It's loading quickly, and that and you've talked to your outside contractors and you're making sure they're they're paying attention to this stuff. Yep. And then you know, the, I think the, the last thing would be just put yourself in the shoes of your patient. And if it's easy to do, then you're doing a good job. And if it's kind of confusing and weird, then you might want to revisit it and see how you can adjust. Yep. And I would just say this: if you know, if you had your website done five years ago, it's time to do a new one. So every two to three years, you need to take a look at your website and on a very regular basis. We are getting into the website for all of our clients at least a couple times a year, making significant updates because you know your website isn't like it used to be back in the wild, wild west. It is now all about user experience, and it takes a lot of attention and love on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. So with that, I'm Corey. And I'm Jennifer. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.